Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I've been to a few live performances this year, compared to zero last year in the first era of COVID, and most of those performances included today's Song of the Soul guest, Corey Riesenweber. She's from the Chippewa Valley, Wisconsin, as am I, and she was on stage with Girl Band when I saw her, but she's also been out sharing her beautiful voice and vocals, both solo and in other configurations. When I last had her on my program, she was sharing a fair amount of her music from back when she was with a group called Beacon James. But finally, this past year, she released her first solo EP. We've got the good fortune to have her here face-to-face, so Corey Riesenweber will also be sharing some music she has not otherwise recorded yet. Corey, how wonderful to have you back for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. So what have you done in the last two plus years? Have you had any fun? (laughs) Yeah, I've had plenty of fun. Well, I mean, there was the year of COVID and that was both stressful and fun. Some good things, but had a baby. That was fun. She'll be a year on November 17th. She's such a little joy. (laughs) I understand that for your son, your husband was doing a lot of at-home parenting. Mm Mm-hmm. And now that you've got a daughter, you're full-time at home or almost full-time. Does that mean your husband gets cut out on some of this parenting? I wouldn't say cut out. We have a pretty good rotation. I do most of the daytime stuff. And then when he comes home and is available more in the evenings, that's kind of when he does most of his interacting with the kids. It's a good balance. How does this affect your music? Well, I don't get to play at home as often as I would maybe like to kind of comes and goes because I get really caught up in the mom life where I just kind of forget about playing music, I guess. And I'll really only practice when I have like a show coming. So I have really tried to maintain booking shows and just to make sure that I keep it in my life because I know that it is something that I get a lot of joy from. So as long as I make sure that I am booking periodic shows then it forces me to play. I have to practice. You know, I have to get ready for this show. But I do wish that I played more regularly because when I do have a show to get ready for, my fingers are not... <laughs> They're bleeding. <laughs> They're exactly. I'll be like, a few days before the show, I'm like, I really got to practice. I really got to play. And then my fingers are killing me. <laughs> but I just get so sucked in with like activities for the kids. Like, what are we going to do today? And like, what should we do? And I need to remind myself sometimes of like, I need to slow down and just play guitar while the kids are playing. But even when I do try to do that, it turns into like, they're demanding something of my attention, whether Clara's coming and banging on on the guitar, which is fine. Or Lyndon then wants to do a certain song that he wants to play or, you know, they come and they interrupt. So if I do want to pursue a certain music thing, if there's a certain song I need to practice, I have to kind of do it later on in the day when they're sleeping, (laughs) try to do it after they go to bed. As a matter of fact, you recorded some versions of songs, gave me a sneak preview of what you're sharing today, and Lyndon's in the background talking to you about it, and he said something about Wally. Yes. 
<laughs> so he wanted you to do a song, write a song about That's Wally. Right. What was this? Well, I was recording the songs for yeah for you, and he really loves the movie Wally. So he came in and said that he wanted to sing a song about Wally, and he said, "Let's write a song." And yeah, I told him right now I have to play this song. But later we can write a song about Wally, and he was just like, "Yeah, okay." And I don't think we ever did do that, but sometimes we do. We'll write a song about whatever if it's music time, and I'm playing guitar, and he wants to be included with it. I'll be like, "What can we come up with? Let's think of our own song," and we'll do that sometimes. Well, let's get started with your music. Again, Corey Reeson Weber is here today for Song of the Soul. You've actually released a new CD or an EP just recently. So you've been putting some more of your music in recorded form for the world. Yes. So this is something that I did have to set aside some time to do. I actually enlisted my husband. I said, I want to record the CD. It's been a music goal of mine for a long time. And that was something I started recording before COVID. And I was recording it with a friend of mine. We got a couple tracks done and then COVID hit. And so we had to kind of go into lockdown. And I didn't get to do that with him anymore. It was kind of a long process of doing my own research and figuring out how do I want to do my own in-home recording. So I got the equipment and everything that I needed. And David helped me out a lot with that. And then I said, all right, I want to do this CD. But in my mind, this the CD that I want to create is layered with lots of tracks, lots of instruments, and lots of harmonies. You know, they're the studio versions of these songs that I have. But that is all very overwhelming, <laughs> especially with being a mom and having a hard time finding the time to do that. So I just thought, you know what? I need to just do it. It's been something I want to do for so long. I'm going to start small. So I did this EP instead. So the EP is just me and my guitar and one vocal track rather than having bass as well and all these other instruments and harmonies. It's just really simple. And it was a great way for me to get my feet wet and learn some of these terms and techniques and things as far as home recording goes. So what's your EP called? The EP is titled Someday. It has five tracks on it, so it's a shorter CD and still have plans for a full-length album someday. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what song should we start off with for your Song of the Soul? We might as well do Someday. We can do that. Is this the lead track on the CD? I actually haven't seen your EP yet. It is the first track, yeah. So you could call it the title track of the album. So I picked it as the title as well because it seemed fitting that this was something that I wanted to accomplish someday, and now here it is. It's my first home-recorded CD, my first solo album. <laughs> so Corey Reason-Weber is here for Song of the Soul. Here is Someday. with you, someone to cheer you up when you are feeling blue. You can look far and wide, but you'll never find someone to love you like I do. Someday, 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 someday you will see. at me. I see the future in your eyes. And when you touch me, I know that everything will be just fine. Someday, 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 
Someday, the long-standing wish of Corey Reese Weber to release her own CD. It's still in process. You can find her and that song, the title track for her EP, Someday, via Corey Reese Weber Music, and you can find her channel on YouTube, both of which are linked on northernspiritradio.org. About Someday... It sounds to me like that's you in pursuit of someone. Oh, yes. I mean, you've already got your husband locked down. So, I mean, (laughs) how long ago did you write this or is this? Oh, this song is, yes, it's from many moons ago. I wrote that song when I was probably 20. So it was in pursuit of someone. Yes, I wrote that song about my first love and things did not work out. (laughs) But I had this song. It's something that I, I always liked it. But it was a song that I had to kind of put aside. You know, when things didn't work out, that chapter of my life was closed. So it felt like the song had to kind of go with it. And it has stayed in my songwriting notebook and my binder. And I would come across it every once in a while and just be like, oh, yeah, that song, that's a a good song. But I didn't feel like I could play it. But then one day I came across it and I didn't really feel that anymore. I was able to just kind of appreciate it for what it was. And it's a cute little song. So I thought, I feel like I'm ready to kind of bring this back and felt like it deserved a place in my set list. So yeah, and I always like adding new original music to my set list. And it's not always easy to write a whole new song. So sometimes it's nice to kind of reach back and pull something from your past. Like, how can I revamp this, you know, revive it. So I felt like it was time for someday to come back. 
When you perform live, like with the girl band or in the other manifestations of the way you perform, how much is the mix of original music versus covers? For me right now, for my solo sets, I can do an hour about of original music. So when I do full three-hour shows, I can only do like a third, you would say. But when I do play only one-hour shows, I really try to do mostly original music. And then you got to throw in some of your best covers just as kind of crowd pleasers to keep people's attention, you know. With girl band, it's kind of the same. You really do have to have a good mix of well-known covers and originals to kind of keep the audience engaged. And then I feel like with girl band, we incorporate more originals and I've noticed people that recognize them because, you know, they see our shows enough and they know this song. I actually had someone to say to me at one of our more recent shows, like, oh, that song, I didn't know that that was yours, you know, because they announced, Jen announced it, that that was one of my original songs and they'd seen our shows enough that they kind of knew it and they, they were like, oh, I really love that song. I had no idea that you wrote that. Which is such a cool feeling to hear that like someone likes it enough and that they also know it well enough to look out and see your diehard fans who come to all your shows singing along with your original music is really satisfying. I can imagine that. Are there other permutations of musicians you generally perform with besides your solo stuff and with girl band? Are there other ones that call you out to the world? Yeah. This summer, I started playing with Caleb Horn. I've known him for probably since Beacon James days, like probably 10 years, just as a music friend and playing around the same venues and such. And then we started seeing each other more and more at open mics. We go to Farm to Fork quite a lot to do open mics, and it kind of turned into a band or a duo, you could say. So, Do you have a name? Yes, we are named Thistledown. It's still very new, but that is our band name. So we did play a gig over the summer. We had one show in Black River Falls, and that went really well. So from that, we were like, we enjoy playing together and want to continue doing it. So we'll see where that project goes. Well, I am interested in hearing some of these recordings. When we talked two years ago, you talked about maybe getting some recordings with Girl Band, but then, of course, COVID hit, and that messed up everybody's plans for that kind of thing. I can imagine you and Caleb. I've known him since days at WHYS, the local low-power FM radio here in Eau Claire that Song of the Soul started through. And I've invited him, by the way, to be on Song of the Soul, and he just didn't quite get around to it or something. So you let him know. (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go on to another of Corey Reesenweber's songs. Why don't we do Good Man? Okay. Now, by the way, my feeling about this song is... It's a different genre than most of the songs you've done. I could see you perhaps, you know, it's, it's, you should be wearing a slinky dress in a nightclub for this song. (laughs) Were you reaching? Where, where were you going? Yeah, sure. I guess I definitely was trying to write something a little more up tempo. A lot of my songs tend to be slow and pretty, and I wanted to have something in my original sets that was. Had a little more oomph, a little more upbeat. Should we guess who the good man is? <laughs> yes, this one you can guess and <laughs> probably guess right. <laughs> so it's your husband, it I'm is. kind of hoping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote this song early in our relationship when we first started dating. I remember writing it in the car on my way to work. You know, it was early relationship, that feeling of excitement and things are new. And I was just kind of humming along and bopping and just wrote that simple verse of, I got a man. I got a good man. Then it didn't really go anywhere until 
later, after I wanted to like put more effort into writing songs, I remembered I have this little ditty that I wrote about David a long time ago and just added the next verses and it turned into what it is. And it is Good Man by Corey Reason Weber here today for Song of the Soul. I got a man I got a man who loves me I got a man who loves me Treats me good like a good man would I, I got a man who loves me I got a man I got a man who holds me I got a man who holds me Holds me tight all through the night I, I got a man who holds me
Corey Reese Weber has a good man. His name's David. You can find more about Corey by following the link from NordenSpiritRadio.org to Corey Reese Weber Music on Facebook. And we have a link to her YouTube channel as well. And you can get her latest EP, which is called Someday. But that one was Good Man. And I was actually kind of wondering, there's many spirits in which you could have released that song. One possibility is it's it's relief. I've got a good man as opposed to what was before. Or you could be you could be bragging a little bit like mm. I got a good man. What do you got, sister? Right. And there's many other tones you yeah. could have done it in. For you, what was it? I think it was it's a combination of some things. The relief I can relate to, yes. I do feel like it was that was part of it was I kinda was coming off of some not successful relationships and was refreshing to be with somebody who was very just like a really solid guy. He was a good man and treated me really well. Yeah, so there was that relief there. And also it felt like it was just some excitement of the possibilities of where this relationship could go. And it has gone and sustained itself for going on nine years. This will be our nine-year anniversary at the end of this month. Married five, six years. Yeah. So you had a three-year lead-in. Yep, of dating, living together, engagement, and then we got married in 2015. Well, folks, we do have Corey Reese Weber here today for Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. On the site, you find links to Corey and to all of the, our other guests of the last 16 and a half years. There's a place for you to post comments on our site. Please do. We love interactive comments. We love hearing your ideas, values, thoughts, insights, and your suggestions. So please come to NordenSpiritRadio.org for that. There's also a donate button. Uh, you can support us by donating there. It's full-time work, but we depend on you as opposed to corporations or the government for money because we prefer to serve the listeners. And that's one of the things that's so important about, we already mentioned earlier, WHYS, local FM radio station, that this program was born on back 16 and a half years ago. Local radio can provide a voice for both local musicians like Corey, living where I do in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, but also I interview guests from Pakistan or whomever. We can do all of that, but we can bring it to both the mind and the idea of the local community. So please support your local community radio station, in particular the 40-plus stations that carry our program. So Good Man was the last song, and let's have another one right away, Corey. This one is called Last Light. The melody came from a song I would hum to Lyndon, and I hummed it enough that it became memory. So I would hum it to him at night, and one night I remember doing laundry, just like in our laundry room, and my husband was out hunting, and it was Last Light, and he was about to come in. So I just kind of had this moment of thinking of him coming back out from the cold and coming into our warm home, and that's where the lyrics came from. When I first heard the tune, heard you singing it, my impression actually was maybe of a classic English ballad. I mean, I, I had some sense of that. Yeah. Is that something that you've actually listened to, connected with? You're significantly younger than I am, so the whole folk music blossoming that happened in the 50s, 60s, you were post that. and But those musicians brought a lot of the music that's over from England, Ireland, and so on. Yes, I definitely did think of that. I pulled from English folk songs or just folk music in general. Yeah, I wanted it to be simple and 
I guess you could say earthy. The, the humming is, I think, where you're getting that folkiness from. It reminds me of like choral music in a lot of ways, too. I think when I wrote it, I was actually teaching. I was subbing for choir long term, and we were singing Danny Boy. <laughs> so kind of appropriate, right? <laughs> it does have that kind of that warmth. And the syllables that you say in there. In Jewish music, it's called a nigun. In Native American music, they call them vocables. I'm not sure what they're called in English music, but when Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel go, Lila, 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 sure. you're doing that. You're, yeah. you're channeling some of that. What's going on in you when you're doing those syllables? And here I'm thinking that the art teacher comes out. I think I imagine an art teacher seeing colors and flowing sunsets <laughs> and just pictures flashing by. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I'm I'm more in tune with the music. I'm very focused on, I guess, the vocal technique is something that I really focus on to making making sure that I'm getting the right tone. So I do, I do focus a lot on the vocal technique, but I like how it feels like when I'm singing in that high register. And so I guess I'm really in tune with the music and the techniques that I am using to create the tone that I'm looking for. We'll get ready, folks, for a really sweet, beautiful song by Corey Reeson Weber. It's called Last Light. song by Corey Reason Weber. Find her on Facebook at Corey Reason Weber Music. And you don't know how to spell Corey with a K or Reason Weber with an I-E-S-E-N and onward. NorthernSpiritRadio.org. You can spell correctly and we have a link to Corey's site. But Last Light was that beautiful song. And again, how long ago did you actually put pen to paper for that one? It's been a couple of years now. It was probably 2019. So when your son was very young. Yes, it was when he was a baby. Yep. 
How much chance do you have to make music, write songs, record? I mean, you, you said it's easy to get distracted by the kids, but writing music, some people just have to go off to their lonely writer's garret and write. How do you or when do you get time for that? A lot of my writing happens just throughout my day. And the ideas for songs will just kind of come to me. And in order for me to flush them out and really develop them, then I typically have to kind of carve out a chunk of time to really sit with the guitar and then develop them. But the ideas and the general feel for it will just come while I'm going around the house cleaning. Like I just mentioned with Last Light, I was doing laundry when the words for that came to me. And then in the car, a lot of times when I'm driving in the car, when I have those kind of quiet moments, I will deliberately turn off the radio and just start kind of humming to myself to find melodies or just kind of trying to tune out other distractions to give myself a moment to let the songs surface, I suppose you could say. I did, are you familiar with The Artist's Way? It's a book. The book is this kind of like a 12-week program of a releasing unblocked creativity. And I did that in 2020, kind of during lockdown. I did that with a group of friends over Zoom. And that was really productive for me. It really helped me get in tune with my own creative process. And it talks in that book a lot about not forcing too much of the creativity and just giving yourself the opportunity to be creative and then letting, they call it tapping into the well. You have to reach into the well and just see what you can find that all of these creative things and these ideas are all just kind of swimming around. And if you, you just have to give them the opportunity to rise to the surface. So I really just try to give myself opportunities to find those ideas and let the songs come to me. And then I have to carve out the time to sit and develop them, figure out the chords and the structure and go from there. I know that you've subbed as an art teacher in schools. You do and have. I've taught, whatever. But music is what I identify you with because that's how I got to know you on the Eau Claire scene. So did you have a double major or something? Were you a music and an art major? Or how did this come together? No, I was an art education major, but I was also heavily involved in music. My best friend was a music major in Eau Claire while I was an art education major at Stout. So she had all these music friends through her program, and we formed the band Beacon James, which I think we talked about last time. And while I was in college, I was also playing music with them. And they're all like choir students. And I was in choir in high school as well. And I just always have kind of been surrounded by music. It's been a big part of me, but it was not something that I really pursued as a career. I went more towards art education. And I am also a visual artist as well. I paint and I've always enjoyed drawing. And so I actually was an art teacher full time. I was an art teacher at Bloomer Middle School for four years. So I loved doing that. I love teaching art. I love bringing out the creativity in my students. And I just, I see what art can do for them. And it's such a great teaching tool. I really do love teaching art. And I, sometimes I get to sub in art. I actually did recently and it was wonderful. I was back in the art classroom and I was in my element and talking about elements and principles of art. And, and the kids were like, this is a sub day. Like we're supposed to just be on our phones. Like what's happening? You know, they don't expect to have somebody who's actually trained in the content being there, you know? So that was kind of interesting to see and like interacting with them and getting back in that art world. So I really could see myself going back to full-time art teaching someday, but right now I'm just really focused on raising the kids and wanting to put full effort into that Because I know that if I didn't, I would look back and regret it so much. Because I've always looked forward to being a mom. I feel like that's who I am first and foremost. 
and look forward to going back to teaching art someday. But I also really love the subbing because it I do still get to go in those like one, two days a week and interact with the kids and I get to do all the best parts of teaching. There's no planning, no prep. There's no You don't have to do grades. Yes, and there's no like <laughs> calling parents and following through on behavior issues. There's none of that stuff. I just get to go in, have a fun day with the kids and go home and be with my family then. And it's great. Really love it. Well, another lovely thing would be to go on to some more of your music. What should we share next? Well, I would love to play some songs for you that I don't have recordings for yet. These are songs that I intend on recording for my full-length album. So from here, recording this simple EP, now that I have a better idea about how to work with the technology, I want to do more studio versions of things and getting a little more in-depth with recording different instruments. There'll be full guitar, a couple guitar tracks of like solos and bass guitar, maybe some ukulele, piano, multiple layers of harmonies. I have all of these like ideas for what these songs will sound like, but right now they're just me and my guitar. (laughs) So you're going to share it for us right here today. Which song? Let's start with My Sweet Baby. Your Sweet Baby, you got two choices. Do you want to say which of them is the Sweet Baby? (laughs) They're both my Sweet Baby, but I, I did write it about Lyndon. When he turned one, I wrote it for Lyndon. Well, let's get ready and listen to My Sweet Baby by Corey Reesenweber. She's doing it live here for Northern Spirit Radio for Song of the Soul.
that beautiful voice, guitar, the heart emanating through the music is Corey Riesenweber here today for Song of the Soul, My Sweet Baby, done live here for Song of the Soul. Most of the time we're reaching out to people via Zoom and sharing pre-recorded music, but this is done right here special for you. It's uh, not yet released. I imagine when you get your full CD, that'll be on there then, right? Then you right your first EP is uh, is just five songs. Yep, so the full-length album I have in mind will be 8 to 10 songs depending on if I write anything new. And actually a lot of the songs that are on the EP of Someday will also be on the full-length album. It'll just be a little more intensive or a little more developed. There'll be more tracks to it. I'll be adding more instruments and things like that. And you'll, I assume, be backed up by the London Symphonic Orchestra, you know, (laughs) whatever. Sure. (laughs) Sure, she says. Well, it is a sweet song, and your son is lucky to have it for him to know that. Is that the kind of thing you do sing? Uh, there's a, a little ditty that my ex-wife and I would sing to our son when we put him to bed. A little tune was part of his ritual. Do you have rituals for your son or your daughter? I do sing to them. I used to sing more to Lyndon when he was a baby, and he used to ask me to sing to him. Now that he's a toddler, he doesn't ask me to sing as much anymore. <laughs> our bedtime was mostly reading books, and then we just lay quietly. It's, and I'll ask him, like, should we sing a song? And he says no. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see. He does love music. He really does. And I think that it's something that is kind of ingrained in him because we did so much of it when he was a baby. And when he was, even before he was two, he used to run around playing my ukulele so much. But it's not, he's not something that he's as into at the moment, but I think that he will come back around to it. And when we do play songs, we'll sing about what we're doing a lot. Sometimes he'll just make up songs while he's playing, or we have other songs that he knows from videos that he watches that we'll play, and it all depends on his mood. Sometimes he's really into it and wants to sing with me, and other times he'd rather do his own thing. So I just kind of wait until until the, the moment is strikes. You mentioned being in choir in high school. Where did your music formation come from? Was it then or was it earlier? I mean, there's usually in grade school, we have a couple songs that we learn going along the way. But where did you really get your musical knowledge? The foundation came from my family. I grew up hearing my brothers play music and my dad, my dad's cousins. They had a bluegrass band. And so we used to, it was a lot of just like sitting around in a circle with a number of guitars and a banjo and a bass guitar and people just kind of playing in that kind of bluegrass style and like folky music. The foundation came there and performing was just always kind of in me. I don't know if that was being the youngest of four brothers and constantly having an audience. Like They were very attentive. So I loved performing. I always wanted to be singing songs for them and singing to the microphone. I was not stage shy. Yeah, that was kind of the foundation. And then I continued singing throughout grade school. I did like talent shows and things. And my family was always so encouraging. So I just kept wanting to do it. And then I joined choir in high school. A really important thing that happened for me was moving. I left my hometown of Bruce and moved to Chippewa Falls, which has an incredible choral program. Mr. Ron Buckles, he is, was, oh, he retired last year was the choir director there for a number of years, and he taught me so much. I learned so much about just vocal technique. So that was like the next level for me, was just getting that 
knowledge on top of the foundation that I already had and building the vocal technique there. And and then just, I think the friendships that I had made, staying connected with musicians and continuing to perform music, it's just always been there, always been a part of me. Well, I know there's a little bit more music we want to get in. What should we do next? We can do Hold Me. Tell me about Hold You. (laughs) Or is it Hold Me? It's Hold Oh, no, it's Hold You. You're right. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to tell you the name of your no, song. you're right. It's called Hold You. Yep. I should know. I sing Hold You like 50 times in this whole song. <laughs> yeah, no, this song is called Hold You. And this is one of the songs that feels incomplete almost. When I play it live, it feels a little incomplete because I wrote it with kind of a studio version in mind. I, I wrote it with a lot of harmonies in mind, with a full band in mind. So this is something a song that I would love to bring to girl band. I really hear it with full lush harmonies in my head, but I do enjoy performing it live as well. But you'll know what I mean when I play it, that there's, it almost feels like there's something lacking. Like I wrote it with the intention of there being this great build and there's someday there will be a recording of this that has the most glorious harmonies and just layer upon layer of voices. But for now it is just, it's a, fairly simple. The words, I should say. The words are fairly simple. It's repetitive, but I enjoy songs that are like that. I, When I write songs, a lot of times I feel it in my head that I have to like have this grand words and all these lyrics, and then not all songs have to be like that. There are a lot of songs that are, that are simple and repeat the same lyrics over and over again, and that's okay. That's how I like to write. Well, you certainly pull out all the stops for this one, just vocally dancing with that phrase about hold you. It just, it's so wonderful to see you dancing in the music. It, to me, it, it, this looks like an orchestrated dance. I'm, because I'm a dancer, I tend to feel how you're moving, and you certainly do it with this one. So let's do this one live. This is Corey Reeson Weber performing Hold You. words before but they don't mean what they used to the times have changed and so have you the seasons change from July to June what's done is done it's time to do what's right but I just want to hold you tonight I want to hold you I want to hold you, I want to hold you, I want to hold you. 
said those words before But they don't mean what they used to The times have changed and so have you The seasons change from July to June What's done is done, it's time to do what's right And I just want to hold you Oh, wow. So beautiful. How could anyone not feel the blessing of that care through Hold You by Corey Reesenweber here today for Song of the Soul? I have my own story made up in my mind of what those lyrics are about, but (laughs) I'd also like to know what they are for you. Part of it, what it strikes me is there's times when the caring is still there, but the relationship isn't there anymore, that you still want the love of a sort to be felt, but it doesn't have to be this other thing. I don't know. You can disabuse me of my illusions if you wish. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. And I'm so glad you said that you have your own story in your head because that's kind of the point of the song is that I left it vague and open because that's what I wanted people to be able to do, that I want it to be relatable to all kind of relationship circumstances. There isn't really a clear story in it. You can make your own. It's not really about anyone in particular. When I wrote it, it was just about relationships in general and that everyone is going to go through hard times in their relationship. When I I wrote the first verse, and it does have that kind of just openness of like, there's some kind of conflict. They've been together a long time. Times have changed, and so have you. People grow and change in their relationships, and sometimes that means they grow apart. Sometimes the right thing to do is, whether, whether that's like sticking it out and working through it and doing counseling and putting in the work, or whether that is going your separate ways, you just get to a point of where you've come to a head and you have to do what's right. But then there's still that love there that even though things might be ending or we might be struggling, whatever the situation is, there's still this love. And let's all just put that aside for right now and just be together. That's what the song is for me. And I kind of spent some time in the development of this song. I had a second verse written and it started to get too specific. That's when I stripped it back down and I took away the second verse and I kept that first verse and just added the hold use. I thought that's really what this song is about. I want to take that. I want to hold you tonight and really just focus on that. And that's how the song kind of became this focus on that. And I wanted it to build and just really see what I could do with one verse or one line and just see what I could do vocally with it to make it a powerful, emotional song. Well, the beauty of your voice certainly shines through in that song. The vocal cascades, I really feel it deeply. It's it's hard not to feel the love and the compassion, the connection in the song. So keep it up. (laughs) Keep it up. And let's do one more song before we end today's Song of the Soul. How shall we conclude? We will do Canyon, Smoke, and Ice. This is a song that I co-wrote with a friend of mine. The words are written by Mark Johnson, and it's actually a poem that he wrote years ago. And basically, I 
wanted to take the words of someone else and put them to music because when I write songs, writing the words is always the hardest part for me. And my songs tend to be fairly simple to me. I think that they are, um, but I wanted, just wanted to try something different and have a different creative process. So I said to Mark, find a poem that you think would make a good song and send it to me. And he did. He looked through old papers and just found this kind of poem scratched on a notebook paper and he sent it to me. I thought the words were beautiful and I put it to music. I love the song because it's something I could never write words like this. You know, it's just not my style. Those, these kind of words aren't in me, you know. So it's really kind of neat to have an original song that I couldn't have done on my own. It's a collaboration. So I love the imagery of it. It is some beautiful imagery. Who's Mark Johnson? He is a friend of my husband's who I now consider a friend of mine. Yeah, he's just a, someone in my life who happens to be a really good writer. And <laughs> he has a blog actually is doing some writing on online occasionally. And I've always just appreciated his work and his style and wanted to see some of his words come to life in a song. Well, I'll try and link his blog, give credit where credit's due. So Mark Johnson is one of the creators of this song. The other one is our guest for a song of the soul today, Corey Reeson Wepper. We're going to end with this song. So Corey, I just want to thank you again. It's so nice to have you here in person, see your wonderful face, hear your wonderful voice, to be spending time with you right here. We do so little of this in the age of COVID that it's an extra blessing to have you face to face today. I love watching the beauty of nurturing uh, kids growing up with proper involvement by parents and love. So watching that part of your life as well as having your music here is a real gift. Thanks so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. So here is Canyons, Smoke, and Ice. Corey is doing it live for you here today. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Canyons, Smoke, and Ice, Corey Reason Weber.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.